0: songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Boom shaka
1: laka, laka Boom shaka laka, laka Brave worship. Brave worship episode 56.
0: You're listening to the Brave Worship podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship.
1: <laughs>
2: Welcome to Brave Worship.
1: Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back with you again. It
2: is good to be back.
1: We are happy um, that springtime is coming. There's breakthrough. (laughs) Uh, Finally. We've had so much rain here. Yeah.
2: It's been crazy.
1: We had a ton, record-setting rain, actually, this year. Mm -hmm. And um, you can look at our ditch and See what happened. Just look at our (laughs) dish and
2: you will know. Yeah. It's early. We don't usually do podcasts this early. I see. I'm looking at your smile and it's like a very fresh, (laughs) like not really all the way across your face. Not wrinkled
1: in yet. Not wrinkled in yet. Well, um, yeah, it is early. I just said to Eric, if you would make me coffee right now. (laughs) He goes, but Mary Beth already has coffee. (laughs) I said, but I don't. Yes. Exactly. Eric is so good about making us coffee and drinks and And setting us up i have a special thanks to eric yeah special thanks eric if you hear this then we have an extra prize for you this week we do and he's podcasting with asher now that's right let's talk about that i can't
2: remember if we talked about that i don't think we did yeah so asher came home he had a really bad day at school one day he Asher's 12 really bad day he came home went to youth group that night. And then after youth group, he came home and he said, I just can't believe God can redeem a day like that. We were like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just really feel like I'm supposed to start a podcast and tell everyone about all my knowledge of the Bible. <laughs> so Chris and I are like a little nervous about it just because it's like, you know, I mean, he's 12 and he's started through the Bible several times with us, but, um, it's just, it's hard, but he was so excited about it. And Eric was gracious enough to say,
1: yes, I'll do a podcast with you. Yeah, we got this text. Eric got this text and he was like on the verge of tears. He oh. was like, Christy, come read this text that Asher just sent me. And it was like, Uncle Eric, I would love to start a podcast. And here's basically my vision and here's why. And Eric was like, yes, let's do it. I know he was,
2: that was a quick yes. It was so nice of him. So they've been doing it, and it's called Bible Explanations One Verse at a Time is the (laughs)
0: tagline.
2: But Asher's 12, and so he's just, as he says, explaining it the best that I can, you know, and just walking through verses together, and um, he's been having a lot of fun with it. So you can find that on iTunes, I think, and everywhere else that you find podcasts.
1: Fun to listen to with your kids, and it's, like, totally kid-friendly. Like, I just know, like, there's a section where he was, like, burping and, like... (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the plug. He it's burps, just, guys. Get your kids on there. Yeah, he says dab. <laughs> he says all kinds of stuff. I couldn't wait this week. Um, we well, we can call in and leave him verses that we want explained, right? And so I sent him one, but Eric forgot to use it this week. But I can't wait till he hears it. It's um, one about ostrich. <laughs> What? I just wanted to throw a random one in and see what he did with it. Okay. So so and if you know our family, we um (laughs) we grew up on an emu farm, so it's pretty funny.
2: It's really funny. Yes. I didn't even know that verse existed. That's amazing. Well it's in there. There's a bunch
1: actually, ostrich verses. (laughs) <laughs> um
2: <laughs> now that you've done a total like I did a expository research, research I did. Ostriches if you want to know
1: about versus regarding ostrich you can ask me <laughs> they can have me on you should go on as a special guest they had a special guest
2: this week Aiden was on oh there, yeah that's so. right
1: well um we are so excited to have a special guest with us today we are we have um all the way from Minnesota via zoom snowy minnesota yes snowy in the middle of april minnesota 18 inches she said (laughs) um we have andrea olson with us today um andrea has been a worship leader for 14 years and in 2010 she started a one-on-one mentorship program um, for young local worship leaders which all of us know there's a need for that Um, and as more leaders and churches began reaching out for help and training, um, her passion grew into a ministry called Overflow Worship. So welcome with us today, Andrea. We're so happy to have you.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here.
2: Yeah. I love it. I love what you've done. I think it's so cool how there's some similarities even with what we've done with Brave Worship and just seeing a need and like Figuring out somehow a way to fill it, and I love it. So we'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself with us and and your story.
3: Yeah, I'd love to. Well, I am from Minnesota, as you said, and like you said, we're just in a snowy, icky <laughs> season. So um, we're looking forward to spring. Uh, but my husband and I, we've been here for um, our whole married life, 14 years. We both grew up around here, and we have three beautiful daughters. And um, I started leading worship in the church that we have been attending for a lot of years back in 2000, I think it was 2005. And really, my husband was the uh, the youth pastor there. And so when we got married, they were just kind of like, well, hey, you sing and you lead worship, you know, why don't you come and come and lead worship here? And so that's really um, just started this journey of, this love and passion for the church and you know we kind of had to start from the very beginning and start kind of building this team from the ground up and so finding people bringing them in and you know trying to put this team together from from scratch really and so i learned a ton along the way about just what it means to to build a team and to try to even just putting like basic structures in place that you know That you need with a worship team in a church. And so then as the church grew and the team grew, I started training uh, young people. They would come to me and say, you know, hey, I want to play keyboard on the worship team or I want to sing on the worship team, but I don't know how to play. I don't know how to sing parts or I don't know how to play. Chords, you know, I've been classically trained, but I don't know what chord charts mean, and so I started kind of taking them under my wing and just um, teaching them what that looks like and what um, it looks like to read a chord chart and uh, sing harmonies and that kind of thing. And so that's kind of what grew into this mentorship program where I would either from the church we were attending or started uh, coming from area churches too, where. they would call me and say, "Hey, we have an intern. Can we send them to you to take some voice lessons or to um, just get some some training?" And uh, so I started kind of taking them under my wing. And um, as word kind of started to spread to local churches, they started to call me to come in and do workshops and train their teams. And it's been so interesting to to look back and and just see how it was just one yes at a time. You know, I didn't see this picture of like, oh, this is, you know, 10 years down the road. This is what I see it looking like. And that's just how God works with, with me and with all of us really, you know, he doesn't give us the whole picture, which is a blessing because I probably would have been really overwhelmed at how am I going to get from, from here to there? What does that look like? But, um, it's just, then one yes at a time. And from that mentorship program and leading worship in my church and then leading worship in area churches or training their teams in 2014, the Lord laid it on my heart to have an event, to have a conference and just invite all of those people, all those churches, the interns, the people I'd mentored, the teams I've worked with, and then start advertising and, you know, ask area churches to come and join and bring their teams. And really it was such a leap of faith. I look back on that and just, it it was so hard and so stressful, but so wonderful all at the same time, because uh, we put this conference together and um, I say we, it was my husband and I and just some, you know, friends, local friends, and then a few people that I'd met along the way that flew in to teach and and lead and everything. And at the end of that first conference, it was like, God just plopped in my lap, like be confident. This is what I created you to do. This is, you know, what you're supposed to do. And I felt so much peace in that. Like I, I loved it. I loved uh, sharing with teams. I loved seeing them be encouraged and get poured into Um, the conference itself is super practical uh, we really work to come alongside of the church and their needs. And what I found is a lot of the worship leaders that I talk with say, I need help helping my team. You know, like I don't have time to give them vocal training or keyboard training or whatever. And so we tell them, we're like, hey, bring your teams, bring all your people, bring your sound techs. And we work really hard to just fill the needs. We ask our, you know, worship leaders that come frequently and say, what do you guys need? What challenges are you facing? And we try to offer classes that are helpful, um, helpful towards that. So now in 2019, this will be our sixth event. um, And we've had one every year since 2014. And I'm excited for how God has grown and changed it and, and made it what it is now. And now, in addition to the conference, I am going into churches and the relationships that we've built with worship leaders and churches through the conference. Now they're calling me and saying, Hey, can you help us, you know, kind of carry out this vision that we uh, set at the overflow worship conference and um, help us implement it in our church. And so uh, my family and I were kind of boots on the ground (laughs) going into churches and, and helping leaders how we can. So that's kind of the, um, the story of how we got to where we are.
1: Wow. So I'm curious, what kind of classes do you teach specifically, like to meet needs um, at your conference? You mentioned, you know, listening to the needs and you mentioned a couple, but I'd love to hear more about just um, what are those things that you're teaching hands-on?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So this last conference in 2018, one of the things that we did that was new was what we call the tech track. And so we had six classes throughout the day that just focused on training the tech team, mostly the sound team. And so we had a partner who partners with us for the event come in and bring six digital sound boards like Personas, you know, kind of the basic standard that's used in a lot of churches and they had hands-on training so that's what a lot of people have asked us for. A lot of the churches that we work with are that small to medium size. So really like 500 and under is really what we, we work with a lot. And so they're saying like, we just switched from analog to digital, help us. <laughs> And so that was one really cool thing that we got to do this last year that people really enjoyed. Um, A lot of uh, the leaders that we bring in, like this last year, we had vertical worship and they just do a ton about the heart of worship. And so we have that spiritual aspect where we can dive into that, which was wonderful. Uh, We have really practical things like planning center, or introducing multi-tracks into your, into your church and trying to help them know what it looks like to set that up from ground zero. And a lot of the questions that come with that are budget related. And so we try to um, bring in partners that, you know, help them set that up and say like, okay, this is what you can do with a really small budget and it's still great. Um, we had a vocal coach last year also do some great vocal training for worship leaders and and team members too kind of what it looks like to sing with a team and as a team. so those are a few of the ones that have been more recent.
2: I love it, and I love that you're bringing in experts for the different areas you know I think one sometimes it's overwhelming. Um, even stepping into a role in the local church where you're like, wait, I don't know how to run multi tracks, you know, or wait, I am not a great sound person. And, you know, as that leader, you learn just enough sometimes to get by in those weaker areas. But I love that you guys are actually drawing people in to teach that are experts in those areas. And I also love that you're gearing it like very practically toward these churches. Most churches are 500 or less probably, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Probably like 99% maybe. I mean, who knows? It's time. Yes. Um, but that 's so needed, and I think you know so many times i 've taken a team to a conference that 's like huge at a huge church, and they go in and they 're we 're learning how to like run a ministry the way a huge church with unlimited resources runs a ministry mm-hmm. you know and you can get stuff from that, but it can also be really frustrating. Um, and you come home and you're like, how am I going to accomplish this? You know? So I love what you guys are doing. I love that you're, you're bringing it to the level where so many people are and exactly what they need. Um, I think that's really super cool.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. So as far as you spending time out on the field, training up other teams, what percentage of your time do you spend doing that?
3: Well, just in 2019, it's been a larger percentage. We've, kind of been in a, I guess, a waiting period. I feel like the last few years, God's just been building something and building a a passion and desire in me and also building relationships with churches. And really in 2019, we just felt like the Lord said, okay, give me your calendar and I'm going to do what I want with it. And we said, okay. (laughs) Um, And so now it's, it's about two to three weekends a month where I'm going into a church and um, either doing, sometimes it's just Saturday, like a couple of weeks ago, I went and just helped a church set up their keyboard. They got a brand new keyboard and it was overwhelming. And so they wanted me to kind of explain the computer and the keyboard and help them set up presets and then do some training for their keyboard players. Um, So sometimes it's just a Saturday thing, but sometimes it's a full weekend. So um, about, yeah, two to three times a month I'm doing that. Wow, that's That's awesome. awesome.
2: Yeah. So is your family going with you all the time when you're doing that?
3: Most of the time, you know, that's something that my husband and I are really just passionate about that we would do this as a family and as much as we can. So we actually just bought an RV. <laughs> so that's a new adventure for our family. And we took it out on its first voyage a few weeks ago with all the kids. And so we're excited to to make memories in that and, and get to do this together.
2: I love it. How cool and how awesome for your girls to be able to watch it and be a part of it and be trained up in that. We actually have several friends locally here that that do that. That take their family and I actually know a lot of people that live in an RV these days. Actually. Yeah, Gypsy, well, and, modern day gypsies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. And you travel a lot too, and take the kids with you. Yeah. In fact, your baby. You took him for the first, I think, year. Yeah. Right? I started Straight. a new
2: travel mm-hmm. role, and I took him. Yeah, for a year. So he's the one and only kid of ours that like slept in our bed a lot because we were always in a hotel room. So I would just throw him in the bed and he's doing fine, guys. He's in his own bed now. (laughs) (laughs) He's two and a half. Most nights he's in his own bed. So Uh, Unless
1: unless his dad hears him crying, right?
2: Yeah, forget about it. I don't know what happens when you have the last kid and your husband turns into really (laughs) soft all of a sudden. (laughs) Sentimental. He's all of a
1: sudden sentimental. Exactly.
2: Um, What kind of like... What are the challenges? What are the fun parts of having your family be involved in ministry? And also I know you guys homeschool and what does that look like for you? Just for, for women who are are listening to this and, and they're even, you know, struggling with doing ministry at all with having kids or feeling like, can I get back, you know, in the saddle of ministry once I've had kids, like just share kind of some of your journey with that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I feel like I'm still, well, I think we all are always figuring it out, right? As we go, yes, it's like changing all the time and you feel like you start to kind of get your feet under you and then it changes. <laughs> um, but I have, the Lord's really been teaching me right now to give myself a lot of grace. I'm so hard on myself. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like there's not enough of me to go around to the kids. You know, sometimes you just feel like you're going, 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 doing, 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 and it's never quite enough. Or, you know, there just is always some need that's <laughs> not met. <laughs> and so I'm really hard on myself in that. And so I'm working on it because I find that if I'm constantly down on myself and constantly saying, you know, you didn't do enough today. You didn't, you didn't get it right. I feel so defeated. Mm. And so that's one thing, just any moms listening out there who are in ministry, just give yourself grace. You know, tomorrow's a new day and there are, there's time for things tomorrow too. And I think that's something that I'm really working on right now. And the Lord is just teaching me and just slow down, give yourself grace, rest in his peace Uh, But practically what that's looked like for me is um, just being okay with sometimes when it doesn't look like what I think it should look like, (laughs) you know, like I think we all have this picture in our mind. Okay, take Sunday morning, for example, we have this picture in our mind of, you know, we get up, we get our coffee, we get to church and we sound check, and it's smooth and, you know, we, I don't know why we play this role is this real in our heads of at least I do of what I think it must look like for everybody else. (laughs) And it doesn't look like that for me. You know, there's a child like crawling up the stairs of the stage and they're about to fall off backwards or, you know, that somebody was unhappy in the car on the way to church or somebody didn't get their breakfast or whatever that looks like. And just settling into that and trying to keep myself Calm through that too, and just being being okay with it. And I don't know, maybe that's not encouraging for someone listening, but my my hope is that it would be because it's it's just kind of embracing this stage and that it is absolutely possible to do it. But you know, sometimes I've got a baby on my hip when I'm sound checking, and that's okay too. You know, yeah, <laughs> and she's grabbing at the mic and pounding on the keyboard, and and that that's okay. Um, and I found too that any way that I can be prepared for like when we're going to go out on the road and we're going to take the RV, like it's, it took me like two weeks to prepare for our first RV trip. (laughs) Just was like thinking through, you know, what else might we need and, and how can I prepare the kids for the, you know, four hour drive and kind of all those things. And that was really helpful too, because it didn't feel frantic and, and scattered because I had taken the time you know, just to mentally go through it. And that's my personality. I really need to, to prepare in that way. Otherwise I feel frantic.
2: <laughs> I think that's so smart and good just to be intentional because otherwise, yeah, it gets even more chaotic <laughs> when we haven't planned ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a great quote the other day that, that said something like, um, only God finishes his to-do list every day. Yes. And just like listening to you, I'm like, Oh, like that's me. Like every night I go to bed and I'm like, Oh, here are all the things I forgot to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and just trying to figure out how to get better organized because we're never going to get it all done. Like there's always going to be like one more story you wanted to read the kids or one more person you wanted to call back that, you know, wanted to talk about ministry or that had an issue within your ministry is one more thing, but all we can do is the best we can with, um, with what we've got, you know, for that day. Mm -hmm. And, the rest, we've got to have that grace. So um, yeah. I think it's, you know, the, the juggling act is more um, an art than a science, you know. Yes. And we have to just constantly figure out what that looks like. You have day. to get
1: creative. It's definitely <laughs> an art. It takes a lot of creativity. Yeah. And there's really no exact right or wrong, you know. Like I've had so many people say to me, how do you balance it? How do you balance you know, being a wife and mom and having a career basically. And, um, and I always say, I don't like every day it's different and I'm, I'm still learning it, you know, and I've already got one in college and I've got a junior in high school. And, you know, within a year, I'm going to have one kid left at home. And I still feel the same way as when they were little, you know, like you're just always learning, growing, um, and getting creative, like what you're saying, Andrea planning ahead and, um, just planning food and planning dinners and yeah. breaks and bringing coloring books and iPads and peanut all butter that sandwiches. Peanut and bags. Peanut bags. sandwiches. Yeah. I love
2: that. You shared a picture the other day of Carrie Underwood. She's like, I'm getting ready for my show. And I'm also nursing at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you know? And like, that is the juggle, especially as a female. I mean, some guys too, not nursing, but really <laughs> 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 awesome. But our juggling kids, you know, in the morning, but I mean, as a female, it's tough. I think I've got a picture of all four of my boys at different times, like on my lap during a rehearsal or, yes. you know, in the car seat on the stage by the monitor or, you know, just whatever. Um, yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth yeah. the juggling. And I think it's, I'm so thankful that my kids like, you know, have that embedded in their, their memory. They know what that looks like to invest that way in the church and in ministry and it doesn't mean it's always easy there's days no. that they're like ah, i have to be sit through all the services
1: today. <laughs> now
2: that they can verbalize all I'm that i'm tired stuff. of
1: hearing you sing yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well, but
2: then there's those redeeming moments too you know
1: yes i yeah. asked
2: alex uh christie's oldest who's now in college i asked him a couple years ago i said hey uh alex who's your favorite band and he's like my mom her favorite no singer way. yeah I don't know if I ever Aww. told you he said that it was so cute but it's like he wouldn't probably tell you that
1: no he would but he told, told me, me that, that you
2: know Aww. so it's really sweet
1: well and just like um every once in a while you get to see a little bit of the fruit like Asher coming out with this podcast right like that's some of that fruit and, and we've talked about before if you don't Follow the dreams and the call of your life that God's put in your life, your kids aren't going to know how to follow theirs, so we're examples to our kids, yeah, and um this last weekend, my daughter sang a solo in her choir, and it was this little um two lines um but I hadn't heard her in that capacity before, like she was you know on a stage with a microphone, which I've heard that before, but we we're in this big hall, so it was like loud and clear. Like you could hear exactly what was coming out. And, um, as I heard her voice coming out, I just like broke, I just broke and I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I could see it in her. I could see, you know, she has music in her too. And she's in it. It was this realization. She's watching what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like she's watching all this stuff that we're doing. Um, and sometimes you'll have a moment where you just get a window into their hearts and see how they're being affected. And, and that was one of those moments for me. And a good reminder, we got to keep going. We have to keep going and doing what God's called us to do because um, we've got, you know, we're mentoring a lot of people just like you, Andrea. We're mentoring yeah. many people, but most of all, we're mentoring our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're watching. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
2: No pressure, guys.
1: No pressure. They're watching you you even when you sleep. Yeah, they do sometimes. You wake up, there they are staring at you. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, they are watching you and it's good for them to also see you fail because Mm -hmm. they're going to fail and they have to know how to handle that. It's good for them to see you frustrated um, because they're going to be frustrated. Um, It's good for them to see you in every type of situation and and watch how you walk through it and watch how you don't perfectly always handle it because yeah. that's real life. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Even in ministry, right? We don't always Especially handle in everything perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's not always perfect. Oh. It's not always this shiny, like everyone sitting in a pew with
2: well, shining happy people holding yeah, hands. It's not no. shiny yeah. happy
1: people holding that. hands. No. So, <laughs> it's not always that. But that's where we uh, you know, you've said many times, Mary Beth how much you just love the church like you have this burning passion for the church and um and sometimes you know you roll up your sleeves and you get dirty anyways no matter what's going on that's what you do because you love the church mm-hmm. um and you're not always looking at necessarily even the health of the environment you're wanting to pour in and continue to pour out and sometimes that takes getting your hands dirty
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um being willing to do that for the love of the church, you know, and for the health of the church and to bring light. So anyways, I don't know where that tangent came from, but
2: it's good. there you have it's it. It's messy. Ministry's messy, guys.
1: Yeah. It's real messy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it looks good on a Sunday morning. looks polished and, but... Yeah, there's I a
2: lot of investment behind the polish. A lot of you investment, know? and even investment of like that time away from family, that time with kids, like right. <laughs> or prepping to be there. I mean, I just remember for a lot of years, when especially when our three were tiny, it was like Saturday nights were crazy. We couldn't plan anything because I was out yes. outfits, cutting a hundred toenails and
1: fingernails, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> packing breakfast and lunch. Yep, packing yes.
2: everything, getting yeah. a babysitter for Sunday mornings. Lots yeah. of times, you know, at church to watch them and. Oh my gosh.
1: I feel like that a lot of days, even now when I go in to write, you know, like I took a video. Do you remember that day I posted it on my Instagram? Cause I was like, I want people to know like, yeah, writes don't start till 10 o'clock. But if you knew what I did before 10 o'clock to get there, um, it's almost a full day's work in itself just to get there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, but it's the same thing with leading worship. You do almost do a full day's work getting to the place where you can actually lead. Yeah. So,
2: Which is kind of cool. Like when you think like if we take that responsibility that seriously, that we would prepare, not just physically, but spiritually and, you know, emotionally. Like, yeah. Mentally. Just like emptying ourselves out, Family. being filled back up, having everybody ready to go. So you're like teed up, you know? Yeah.
1: It's a lot of prep. And you know what? I think It is, it is different for females in that way. A lot of times, you know, because they're the nurturer, they're the caretaker in a lot of ways of the kids. So, um, not always. And that's, I think that's shifting a little bit culturally. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just want to cheer on the girls that get up every Sunday morning. Cheers.
2: This coffee Coffee sip is to to you
1: (laughs) girls. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I love it.
2: Well, let's switch gears just a little bit. Um, Andrea, I know that one of the things that you do and, and help people with is kind of having success and finding excellence and investing hearts um alongside whatever team members you have, what's mm-hmm. giving the talents you have and the people mm-hmm. um, at each time. So I'd love for you to talk to us just a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I love... Going into churches or meeting people at the conference and just encouraging them where they're at. because a lot of times, you know, I think there's this this misconception that we have that we we have to have these certain things, these certain instruments, a certain number of people on the stage in order for it to be considered you know, a worship team. And of course that's not true. And of course they know that in their heart of hearts, but it's just kind of, we get lost in our, in our heads of, you know, what's out there and what other people are doing and kind of what we see on, you know, social media or, or whatever. And so I, I love just the spark in their eye that they see that when I say, okay, let's work with what you have, because this is great. This is a great start. And, you know, they get kind of excited. And so uh, one of the things that I love to do is just to start with the, you know, the heart of it. I think a lot of times the, the churches or the worship in church have a hard time going between performance, excellence, and ministry. Like where's, where do they fall is this performance and when am I too far on the performance side and when is it too polished or too produced and we lose the heart and and so I love to start there because a lot of times especially with students when I tell them okay you need to invest in your craft you know if you're a keyboard player let's get you some keyboard lessons let's learn this instrument inside and out whether you know even if it's like the computer and the instrument whether you play a Nord or a Yamaha or whatever, like learn that thing so that you're not distracted by it. And what I always come back to is the reason we do this, we don't pursue excellence so that people look at us. We do it so that they're not distracted by us. Mm, and and I just, you know, I, I try to encourage, especially young people in that, you know, that we just don't want to pull away from what, Lord wants to do. Ultimately, we just want to be kind of a pass through, you know, and we're just pointing people, pointing people up and, and towards the Lord. And so that's where I love to start everything is just, let's invest in our craft, but this is why it's not so that you can do a solo and, you know, uh, be on display. It's, it's the total opposite. Um, and so that's where I start. And then moving into practically, you know, I love to just say, let's talk about your, the roles of your band, like the people in your band. So who do you have? Well, we have a flute player <laughs> and a keyboard player and a couple singers, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's figure that out. Let's work with that. So now we're going to talk about what is your flute player's role? You know, like what, what can he or she do so they're not distracted? so it adds to the sound you know or if it's we have three guitar players and no piano players so how do we how do we work that out and so I love to just come in and and define those roles like you could be rhythm you could be you know fill and you could be you know whatever um so I I love to just practically take what they have and help them see that This is a great sound, you know, and one of the things that I love to do at the overflow worship conference is have different sets that are acoustic or sets that have a different instrumentation just so that people see, oh, that was just a piano and a guitar. Oh, you know, there's kind of this light bulb that goes off like that's okay, too. (laughs) You don't have to go, you know start hiring people or start, you know, you, you can do that too. That's great. But you know, they don't have to, if they don't have the resources for that, I just want them to know that what you've got, let's work with that, you know, and you know, you can build from there. So that's, those are kind of the two things that I, I start with.
2: I think that's so good too, even for people to hear that maybe they have a full band right now, but there's somebody who really kind of needs to sit out for a little bit, you know, yeah. or there's somebody whose attitude is just not right or their heart's yeah. not right, but they're so afraid of losing that instrument. They keep them around, you know, I yeah. feel like I've seen a lot of that. Um, but I know like I've had seasons even in larger churches where it was like for a couple of weeks, like we didn't have a bass player you know, and yeah. we figured it out. This was before multi-track. So now you could fill in nicely with multi-track, yes. but it was like, okay, uh, keys are playing bass this weekend, you know, and that kind yes. of stuff. But it's, it's so much better for the culture of your team, for them to know that, Hey, this is the attitude we want. This is the heart that we want. Oh, yeah. And the sound's going to be as excellent as we can get it. But ultimately that's going to be coming in and around what God's given us for a team, you know, yeah. Yeah. in this, in this season, because we've had seasons, you know, through the years with missing instruments here, there, and everywhere, yeah. or, you know, you have one or two worship leaders and that's it, you know, or yes. um, just, and. but I love that. I love that you're, you're helping them to work with who they have and that you're encouraging that excellence, but with the right heart behind it, that it's, it's because that you don't want that as a distraction. You want it um, as something that's going to draw people into the presence of God. And I love it. That's awesome.
1: It's really good. So when you say um, it's a good place to start and build from there, where do you encourage people to build um, their teams? Yeah, like
3: where, like where could they go or how practically?
1: Yeah, like how to, how to gain, maybe gain those pieces they're missing. Yeah. Well, you know, I encourage them to, focus
3: on, you know, first, like we talked about team building within their team and just even like relationship building, like, Hey, become friends with one another (laughs) and, and, you know, build that trust. Cause really, I mean, you know, it's like sharing an artistic gift in a public place is a vulnerable thing, you know, for any musician, whether it's a voice or an instrument. And so, you know, we want to, I want teams to know that, Hey, She's got my back, or they've got my back, you know. So, first, kind of starting there and really building that uh, relationship within each other. But then, you know, I always encourage people to then start looking within their church body too. Maybe there is somebody who could be raised up, maybe there is someone that they could reach out to, or maybe they're not ready, but they need some training and that's what i found a lot especially in the church that you know we've been in for a lot of years it's like they weren't ready yet but i could jump in and give them you know some piano lessons or hey you know what the the church would be more than happy to invest in some piano lessons for you you know if that means that we could help raise you up yeah that's and, awesome and so that's you know one way that I tell teams to look within and to not be deterred by the fact that they aren't ready yet. You know, maybe they, they can be.
1: So looking for people that might have a willingness, yeah. even above and um, above um, people that might have a gift or, or, or an already set of skills. Yeah, like they're already a professional musician or they're already, you know, they've been doing it for 20
3: years or whatever. That's great mm-hmm. if you find those people. But, you know, I think back to there's this gal that I worked with in our church. She was one of my first kind of interns. I took her on for a year and just gave her voice lessons. And, you know, we read books together and just kind of trained her as a leader because I saw so much potential in her as a leader because the the raw talent and the raw ability was there and the humility was there. She was teachable and all of those things, but she just had some growing to do. And it's been so fun to watch her now over the last several years, because I actually just handed over the worship director position to her. (laughs) And now she stepped into that and, you know, you just never know what God's going to do
1: in, in a young person that, you know, if we're willing to invest yeah and I love that discipleship aspect of the approach that you have. I mean, I think that's really important and sometimes gets forgotten when it comes to um, the worship team
2: yeah and yeah. I would also say there's a lot of people out there that are not thinking about about passing um, you know any responsibility down or whatever, and it's like all of a sudden you you get to this place where you're like, ah, I have to be out of town. Who am I going to get? Or God's pulling me in this other direction and I want some more support around this role and I don't have anybody. But when Mm -hmm. you're training and mentoring people all along the way, it's like this natural step. And it's like you start out in leadership and, um, you know, you're at the front of the room, but your goal is to work yourself to the back of the room, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And to get other people up there and ready and, you know, able to do it. So that is awesome. And what, like, I've gotten to see that just a handful of times too, where somebody that I worked with from the time they were young mm-hmm, is stepping yeah. into a role like that. And it's like, the greatest honor, you know, to get to, for God to let you just watch that happen in that person's life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, we're a small piece of that, but God's doing a work in them. And when we're obedient to like release some of the reins along the way, and we don't have to lead every song. We don't have to, you know, lead every uh, session at the conference. Right. But we're Mm -hmm. having other people step into that. And then we're building up the body of Christ for the long term, long after we're gone. Right.
1: Teaching them how to train others up and that never stops. Yeah. That never stops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about
3: that. And I just love, you know, coming alongside the church in that way and um, worship teams. And I know that, you know, as a, as an aside or a PS to that, it's, it's hard for worship leaders, especially the ones that we work with. A lot of times this is not their main job. You know, they're a volunteer or they have two jobs. It's a part-time thing. And so it is a little bit overwhelming, you know, when I say to try to invest in your young people and that kind of thing, because they're like, I don't have time. (laughs) And so just, you know, encouraging them to try to take small steps, you know, little things here and there, whether it's a devotional to your team, or it's a, you know, a coffee with a kid who might be interested in, you know, learning more about playing guitar or something. And then, um, you know, that's what I love about the conference. And we can say, hey, you should bring your team because we would love to come alongside you in this way, you know, kind of give them a little jump start.
1: <laughs> yeah, and
3: some foundational training. So,
1: So when is your conference this year? It is October
3: 11th and 12th in Wilmer, Minnesota.
1: Okay. And how can people find out more information um, about you and the conference? Is there a website we can recommend?
3: Yes. They can go to overflowworship.com, and that will kind of direct you to, you know, whether it's the conference or workshops, that kind of thing it will direct you where you need to go. It's actually... Our ticket sales for the conference are not launched until May. So people can find out info, but tickets don't go on sale quite yet. So it's coming. Awesome, <laughs>
2: Perfect. I love it. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us, Andrea. This was fun to learn about what's going on on the other side of the country.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the side
4: today. I yeah. know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And for all our listeners, um, I would love to just offer a little coupon code. So when you... Uh, if they go and want to come to the conference, they can enter the code brave and they'll get 10% off their tickets. So wow. when they go live, they can do that. And I just would love to offer that for them.
0: Awesome.
1: Great. Thank we'll you. add that in our show notes as well. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Well, we cheer you on. Thank you're you. You're doing good work up there. And we, um, we definitely, you know, a lot of what you're doing rings true in our hearts too. So we cheer you on and you. Um, we hope, to talk to you again sometime soon. Yes. And meanwhile, everybody go check out her website, overflowworship.com. You can use that coupon code like she said, BRAVE.
2: I love it. That's amazing. Thank you guys for joining us. Please connect with us on our Facebook community, braveworship.com and on Instagram. Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award winning songwriter, Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor, Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more.
4: The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award winning and Grammy nominated, uh, drum roll here please, our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, You'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.